1: It's a little new music We haven't had this one before
2: I think City Limits is going to have themed rejoins here Ron, Yes we are As if Ron already isn't sad enough
1: He wanted us to change up the music That's what I said That's why I said this is a new song The Yellow Brick Road
2: That's where you're headed It's Ron's farewell show here, he's off to Florida on Saturday. He has an appointment with the eye doctor tomorrow.
1: Dr. Uh, Verstraten. Terry Dr. Verstraten. Verstraten, the best at what he
2: does. I can't wait to read your column, which you said usually appears on Saturdays. Your Sunday farewell column yeah. will appear on, online on well, Saturday. I don't
1: know. Most of the time when I write on Sunday, I, I look online, and it's at postgazette.com on Saturday morning, and then it'll actually be in the physical paper. We only have two of those a week, as you well know. On Sunday,
2: Well, Ron, you'll be sad to hear that your first day in Fort Myers, it's only going to be 80 degrees and sunny to begin <laughs> your new life on Sunday.
1: Uh, you know, I, that's what I was telling somebody out, in, out before the show, that I will be down there, uh, hopefully early afternoon, and go to the store, load up with maybe some wings and pizza, and I already have some beer in the refrigerator, watch the Super Bowl with my kid, and then when it's over, I turn it off and I go to bed, and for the first time in 40-some years, I won't have to either write about it or talk about
2: it. Oh, does that sound good?
1: And then Monday, you know, ask me what I'm going to do on
2: Monday. Drink? Ask me. What are you going to do Monday? Whatever the hell I want to. (laughs) I like that. Whatever the hell I want to. In fact, I love that. And we just talked. Who were we talking with? Mel Blunt yesterday. And you talked to any of the Steelers. Of all their Super Bowls in the 70s, which one meant the most? The first one, because it always does. And it's the same for the Penguins of the 90s. And you have often told the story, Ron, of the man you were sitting next to huh. when the buzzer went on the Penguins' first Stanley Cup. It's yes, long time. Minnesota. Pittsburgh media man and Penguins executive Tom McMillan on the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline. Tom, say hello to your friend, Ron Cook, or goodbye, whichever you choose. Ron, what are you so down about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mr. McMillan, you know, uh, uh, right away he starts with a memory. Uh, uh, What were the Penguins down? 3-2 to the Devils going back to New Jersey that year. Yeah, yeah, and
0: Joe, we had done 3-2 in the first round. It's only the first round. Ron writes this typical gloom and doom, everything's (laughs) over. (laughs) I'm the beat guy, so I'm taking grief for it. And then, back, how about this? Back in the day, this would happen back then. Badger Bob called us into his office. Imagine that happening today. So right. he, he calls the two of us into his office and he looks at Ron and he says, he, he's holding the paper and he's waving. It. He says, What are you so down about? <laughs> That's <laughs> great. If, if, we, if we lose this series, he won't be covering hockey anymore. What are you going to cover?
1: tennis tennis oh he he did say that uh uh tom there were so many memories with him make sure you read my sunday column i think you'll enjoy it. your uh your reference with badger bob i can tell you that
0: i remember and then then it for younger fans uh will find it's hard to believe because the penguins are like the seals such a great franchise but ron and i grew up when they weren't when they were bad and when they're laughing socks and certainly Going to the 91 playoffs, no one thought the Penguins – there was not a thought they could win the Stanley Cup. It just just didn't cross your mind. And then you're – you know how it is, Joe. You're covering every other night for two months. And you're, it's just the next story. You're not really thinking in context. And finally, it's that final game in Minnesota. It's the third period. It's about 7-0. to nothing. Uh, Penguins leading the North Stars. And Ron looks down at me with his goopy grin on his face, and he says – the Penguins are going to win the Stanley Cup. I'll never and forget we both it. We started laughing. It's like two kids who grew up and couldn't ever imagine that sentence ever being uttered. You know, and we were there.
1: Tom and I covered every game at the 91 and 92 playoffs. We didn't even have a yeah. paper the one year. We were on strike. <laughs> Remember, we did phone. phone oh, my God.
2: <laughs> we wait, did a back, phone back update
1: then. in Chicago, and we're on the phone. We're handing the phone back and forth. <laughs> and i think I, war. I i cursed war. i cursed and we i was like pa- the phone i panicked for a minute and then we both realized <laughs> nobody was probably listening anyway
0: <laughs> we were pushing buttons left and right I mean, nobody's gonna listen nobody cares
1: tom uh, though the one I, uh, the one i'll always remember you know who the last four out of the locker room were in minnesota right
0: oh yes oh yes me oh yes.
1: tom badger bob and Kevin Stevens.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: And there's beer all over the place. We're standing in puddles. And Badger boys, he calls us over. Boys, enjoy every second of this. It doesn't happen every year.
0: It doesn't happen. And then he every died year.
1: six months later.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I will never forget. See again, things that, that couldn't happen. But those are moments. And I, I text Ron some of you know. I, I know he was getting overwhelmed with text. I just texted him some of those lines yesterday. And it's, it's it was thirty thirty five years ago. But it's like you remember it like
1: yesterday, don't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Ron, just a great joke. Great. What you guys are doing. Just great tribute to Ron. Just an unbelievable career, both writing and broadcasting. I enjoyed reading you and listening to you and working alongside you, which most fans didn't don't have a chance to, to do. And I think, Ron, I think I may have been a part of begetting your broadcasting career.
1: I believe uh, you let's did. Hear this. I do. You <laughs> was, had the show. Was, I did it's before me, right?
0: It was back in the day when they were just starting to hire newspaper schmucks to be on the radio because they realized that we knew more than radio guys. So <laughs> KDK hired me on Saturday afternoon to do a show, and I did it for a couple of years. Um, it wasn't very good, but it was on. And then I was jumping to WTAE because they had the Penguins. And Ron replaced me. I did. That would have been 1993. Is that right, Ron? That I, been your I, first- I was
1: on 93 to 2002, and I probably still would still be on if it wasn't for 9-11. You know, yeah. it, I always look at Fred Hansberger as my radio father. He recommended me to replace you, and that's uh, and uh, that's how I got the job. You absolutely had it before me.
0: So, fans out there, if you're mad, it's my fault.
2: Blame me. <laughs> what about me? Uh
1: <laughs> Hey, Tom, how's retirement treating you? You're a prolific author, for God's
0: sake. Ron, it's, uh, you and I both had great careers. I love my career. This is the best part of my life. You are going to enjoy the heck out of it. It's, I, I look back now. I went to Point Park. My, my life plan should have been getting my degree from Point Park and then retiring the next day. Retirement is just unbelievable. This is, the first, this is the first and only thing I have to do today. I had one thing on my calendar. Joe Starkey's gonna call for the Ron Cook Show. That's it. I do whatever I want. And you you'll embrace that and you'll have all the memories, but you're you're entering a really great part of your life.
1: Tom, thanks for calling, man. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks for everything, Ron. Thank you, Joe. Take care, guys. Tom. Thanks for taking the time.
1: We did every we Thank did you. every game in ninety one and ninety two. Every single game side by side. You think he saw well, me pace a few times?
2: I always say he was as good a combination reporter, writer, wrote columns, did everything as well as anybody. And then he right? went to the dark side. Yes. He joined a team,
1: but best yes, thing he, he did. ever did. Yeah, I, Joe, I say, I've i said this before, with all respect to everybody else, he's the best combo guy I ever worked I with. I
2: think he might be that I ever read anyway. Right, right. I never worked with him in the media Great side reporter, of it. great writer. And a valuable resource when he worked for the team because you have someone who's done it now working for a team. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, uh, we were on strike. The, the Teamsters
1: went out. Then he took a job with the Penguins.
2: Let's talk about that for a minute, Ron. Memories of PR people because these, you know, for people who don't know, like when I came on the Penguins beat in in 1997, very naive, you have to learn to work with pe- with, with the PR folks. You know, the, the, sports info at Pitt. They're, they're kind of, in some ways, your lifeline in right, a way. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about those folks for a while. Well, it's funny. I heard from the best there ever
1: has been, Joe Gordon, yesterday he called me. Uh, he is the best. He was with the Steelers. And in, in, he started with the Penguins in the late 60s and then went to the Steelers just in time for the glory years to explode. Yeah. And he was, he was so helpful. That was back in the day. Uh, when teams felt like they needed you more, the media, now they don't care, really. I mean, it's just, they don't care.
2: That part of the business has, has changed. changed. But, yeah.
1: I mean, I'd walk into the locker room at, like, or training camp. Uh, i go to camp. He goes, go to Lambert's room. He'll see you at two 2.15. I mean, can you imagine oh my that now? God.
2: Or uh, you'd walk into the locker room. you lock- just walk into Lambert's room, yeah, knock uh, on the door, knew, and walk
1: in? He knew you were coming. It wasn't like you just walked down the hall. But, yeah. Or like, I'd walk into the locker room. Uh, And you'd hear Joe's voice go, Ham, Cook wants to talk to you. And I'd walk over and he'd talk to me. I mean, he's the best there ever was. Burt Lawton is really good now. Really good now. Jim Turdinić with the Pirates. Jen Bellano has helped me out a lot with the Penguins. And uh, obviously E.J. Borghetti. Borghetti. I was was just going to say, obviously E.J. Borghetti.
2: Legendary, right? Tremendous. He set me up on an interview with Elon Nastasi a long time ago. Remember EJ. The tennis? Yes. How did he get involved with that? Because he was working at CMU, Carnegie Mellon, yeah. as, as their as their sports information. Well, he blades
1: Pitt. I mean, he's a Pitt guy. Oh yeah. His dad was, was an All American there. at Pitt. Yeah.
2: But I guess uh, Ilan Nastasi was coming through on a tennis exhibition, so I was sitting in this grand room there with tennis's bad boy. I mean, he was past way past his prime of right. his career. But it was unbelievable to be sitting there interviewing him. I don't know, I just thought of that. But these are these are the people who really can either help you or hurt you, right?
1: Right. right. EJ is right there too at the
2: best. Man, I'll say. How about that? Tom McMillan calls in right after Billy Knight. And you don't <laughs> think we're done with treats yet, do we? Do you, Ron?
1: Is it two o'clock yet? Are we there?
2: You want to do a quick six-pack and talk actual sports? Absolutely. I'd love that. I think that would be appropriate on your final day. I I think so. Mr. P., just grab a six-pack. There you go.
1: There's the first one. one.
2: No, that's the second one today. I think that's the better. I might put that out again today. That is the second one. It has been voted on. (laughs) Once people get used to this, I think it's a great name for you. I do not. Pee Wee Herman. See,
1: the more you protest, though. the m- That's fair. I'm just going to. You know, I learned that a long it. time ago. You know, they told me about if you're a parent and Joe's going to find this out with his daughter because she is coming into that age where if she has a boyfriend and you don't like him and you make that clear to her that you don't like him, it actually drives her closer good advice to him good advice. you know you gotta swallow hard you, yeah. you know first of all all you can do listen to me i i, I am a hell of a dad i, I don't mind saying that i might have been a crappy husband i might be a crappy friend i'm a hell of a dad and uh i, I was always told that because uh you know you gotta swallow hard and but you raise your daughter you trust the way you raised her. You trust that she's going to make good decisions. Yeah. And maybe she'll see her folly at some point. But if you say, what are you dating that guy for? You drive her right to him.
2: I'll take that advice. I learned I that a long time ago. And thank you for it. Do you have a six-pack Although on my hand?
1: problem was any guy that came to my door I didn't like. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't like any of them. Ah, oh, oh. beautiful sound. Oh, so,
2: however things go today, Ron, this may be the last time you and I actually talk sports. Okay. So here goes the first one.
1: You're not going to call an Emmy on occasionally?
2: Oh, you know what I mean. Yeah, as a show, I know. as a show. I know. Of course, we're going to be calling you. All right. Uh, the Brewers of all teams. For God's sakes, does it always have to be in the division? It typically is. They go out and get Gary Sanchez and sign him to a seven million dollar year with a, with a one year option. So the Pirates are stuck with Hank Davis, so they don't even want to catch in the human rain delay and some other guy that I never heard of. What are they doing?
1: Uh, I mean, $7 million. I mean, they couldn't afford to pay that? Here's a they guy don't want to pay that?
2: 19 home runs last year. He's more than adequate defensively. He's fine defensively. He's a veteran. He'll stabilize things. He'll let Hank go play somewhere else, which is clearly what they want. And the Brewers. The Brewers and the Brewers got the better first baseman. They got Reese Hoskins. the The, the Pirates have rowdy... What's his name? Telez. 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 Let's Tellez. get Rowdy Telez. Yeah.
1: He looks like the guy, uh, What I keep forgetting his name, Daniel um, Vogelbach. Vogelbach, Vogelbach yeah. yeah. For about a third a, of the a money. A large
2: man, a larger fellow. For about a third of the money they spent on
1: him. I, uh, th- th- this, this But is, you know what, Joe? This is America, right? For the most part, not always, but for the most part, you get what you pay for. I know.
2: Right? And I think the Brewers who won the division by nine games last year are going to get what they paid for and the Pirates are going to have the human rain delay out there catching half the time. Nobody likes Jason DeLay better than me, Ron, <laughs> but come on. Next one, limits. Who was a human rain delay? That was Hargrove, right? Hargrove, Mike, ha- Mike, Mike Hargrove. Hargrove, right. Yeah. Sean Alexander says if he played Super Bowl 40 100 times, the Seahawks would have won at 99 against the Steelers. You buying that no, load of crap? No,
1: I'm not. I'm not buying it.
2: Um, they they got screwed by the officials in that game, though. I
1: don't think there's any question there were two or three calls. Who was the guy, Bill? Uh, what was the official's name? I can't remember. Like he he later he was quoted. Bill Levy, maybe that sounds right. Was like it? Six months later, he was quoted and saying, "Yeah, we missed some calls." I still think the Steelers were the better team, and I can still see, uh, you know, the pass to Hines, obviously from Antoine Randall, right? Yes. And Willie Parker's run, right?
2: That was Super Bowl XL, wasn't it? Bill Levy. That was his Bill name. Bill Levy. He says he regret. Listen to this,
1: Ron. I, I know. I remember this story. Tell it.
2: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last.
0: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: He said, I'll go to my grave with regret, NFL Bill Levy said back in 2010 uh, with a wound that won't heal by acknowledging he made mistakes. I mean, come on, Bill. Let's let uh, I don't don't think we need need to go that far. There was a Brace up. It was a ticky-tack call, offensive pass interference in the end zone that wiped away a touchdown, but it wasn't like, you know, the Saints' non-pass interference call right. that year. That he, it was a couple of judgment calls. And the other one, I think, was he may have missed a holding call. Uh, How many times does that happen in the course of a game? Yeah, I mean, is he still alive? I hope he didn't go to his grave with this if he's not. What was that, Ron? What was that, Austin? That wasn't me. Limits? It was just sound from the computer.
1: (laughs) Um, You know what? You asked me yesterday about being on Super Bowl Media Row. Yeah. One year I had on Mike Holmgren, the coach of Seattle.
2: I remember that. And
1: he sat down, and we start. I go... Welcome back to the Cook and Joe show we're from Pittsburgh here. on St- And my guest is Mike Holmgren. And he, like, if my memory serves, he interrupted me immediately. He said, okay, let's get it out of the road. Let's talk about it right now first, the Super Bowl. And he was, cl- he was good about it. He
2: was fine. I remember that interview. I think the two calls, Sean Locklear was called for holding. I mean, okay, maybe a bad call. Maybe the Steelers were offside. I don't remember. <clears throat> that would have put the Seahawks at the Steeler one-yard line. And on the next play, Ike actually caught the ball for an interception. <laughs> and then I, uh, I forget the second one. It doesn't matter. The, the statement of 99 out of 100 is ridiculous. You know, stop the wide receiver from throwing a touchdown pass and stop a 75-yard run by Willie Parker, if you would. That was a really good Seahawks team, Ron. They were 13-3. and Sean Alexander, I think, was the MVP of the league. That was a really good team. It was a really good team.
1: Um and you mentioned, uh, you know, how many guys have been held and and I mean, how many times was James Harrison exactly held? Now, hold on, I got to find this here.
2: Speaking of which city limits I made. Yeah, a... we need another six pack for another side. Wait, wait. Are I you... made an unbelievable Super Bowl Steelers Super Bowl trivia quiz for you and Ron to go head to head. Do you have a working knowledge of the Steelers Super Bowl history before you were born? The 70s Super Bowls? Yeah. A decent one. Okay. Obviously didn't live through it to watch them live. Of but course not. You weren't alive. That would have been impossible. I've gone back life. and watched them all.
1: Yeah. I got one, too. Please. This is from, uh, I don't know if James Harrison was on with uh, McAfee, I think. Didn't we see him over our story yeah, yeah, yesterday? Yeah, yeah, He was showing off his abs. James Harrison, blasts in cap. This is right up your alley. Yeah. Right up your alley. Blast. Capital. All capitals. The Steelers' current expectations. Quote, the expectations should never change. I think the expectations have become, quote, we don't want to have a losing season. Yeah. I'm not throwing salt or flack at anybody, but the Pittsburgh Steelers' uh, standard is to win Super Bowl, uh, win Lombardi's. When you go into that building, there's six of them sitting right there, and right now we're not even winning a playoff game. I think we need to get back to what the standard of the Pittsburgh Steelers' legacy is. The lore is uh, that's non-losing seasons, just not what it is. Yes. That's
2: exactly how you He couldn't have said it any better than you. Right. And it's the expectations from the outside around them that nobody ever taught... None of the national media ever talk about. Like, have you ever asked yourself, Jason LaConfora, why nobody expects anything from the Steelers? And then Mike Tomlin... Meets or barely exceeds this the low expectations that he helped to create, and he's lauded for it. Yep. Did that make sense? That made perfect sense. Crack I, one I, as
1: soon as I saw that Harrison thing. That's I, I, great. I mean, I laughed. I, I laughed as I saw it because I've
2: heard it on this show a few times from you. Yes. Great timing on that one. It sounds delicious. The Steelers are interviewing reportedly uh, Chargers um, pass game guy. Tom Arth for a pass game position. According to Aaron Wilson on Twitter, he was the passing game specialist for Brandon Staley in Los Angeles, which I'm really confused with because it seems like, uh, Oh, Brandon Staley. Okay. With the chargers. So what do you make of this? I don't know anything about this guy. Um, but I'm, I'm hopeful they add
1: a position like that. Yeah. Whether it's him or somebody else that, you know, can, you know, demand that the receivers run the routes uh, and maybe work with Pickett a little bit to try to help him out. Um, I Again, I don't know if this is the right guy, but somebody like that I want.
2: I agree, and I think you need to pair Arthur Smith with somebody like right. that. Right, right. So, a pass yeah. game the, specialist. No, I don't know anything about the guy, but I think that the idea is good. Limits? Please crack another Who's going to win Defensive Player of the Year tonight, Ron? Oh, TJ Water, Miles Garrett. TJ's, I'm seeing more people thinking TJ. TJ
1: has collected some like pro football writers, you know, pro football. Fo- I, I don't know for sure which ones. I've seen him win like three or four, and maybe Garrett won. Yes, but this this is the big one tonight. This is the uh, this is the one that everybody will remember as the uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, maybe maybe he'll sneak in. Maybe he deserves
2: the award. I. think still think what I've thought all along is that they're going to give Miles Garrett a lifetime achievement award and say, you know what, if we're ever going to give this guy this award and he's got to win it once, right. it's going to be this year. That's going to be some of the voters rationale.
1: I think I think that's probably accurate. P. P. There you go.
2: That's three there it now. Is again. That's three before. Yeah. I mean, T.J. Watt's got to be the guy that gets it right. I would think so. It Can would you just makes the please? most logical sense. Yes. He has all the numbers. He has all the numbers. How about Pitt basketball evening their ACC record? They've all of a sudden gotten hot. And if five they beat Virginia, then we can start talking, are they going to get on the bubble here?
1: Five out of six. They won. That's a nice win on the road last night. I'll say. I mean, Pitt's not a great team. NC State's not a great team. But they're a decent team. And you beat them on the road. Now, Virginia's red hot. I think they won five or six in a row. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Tony Bennett, a really good coach. It's going to be tough to win in Charlottesville. Is that uh, Saturday their uh, city limits? Is that when they play? It's uh, Tuesday. It's not till Tuesday. Not till Tuesday. So they got oh, some time off. They got some time off. I'll be real impressed if they win that game. But that's a nice win last night.
2: Thank you, Limits. Um, Brendan Dillon with a three-game suspension for the hit on Achari the other night sounds about right to me. You?
1: You know, I thought that was worthy of five. But I also thought that he'd probably get two, so I guess I'm okay with three.
2: Yeah, me too. Man, that sounds good, doesn't it, Ron? You're getting an extra couple today as a bonus for your retirement. It's nice. J.J. Watt claims he was monitoring a comeback as the Steelers' season was progressing to join his brother TJ, but he said they were all set with good players who? What the hell is he, what the who's hell he was talking he watching? about? He was huh? watching DeMarville Leal, yeah. I guess. So uh, who's he side talking about? of players are we talking about here outside of Hayward and. Uh, it was
1: hurt. Ogan Joby's. Ogan Joby's a good player, not a great player. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously, Benton Kid came on real
2: strong. Benton, yeah. I mean, clearly, they could have used J.J. Watt over anybody else. So. Didn't he say the three losses
1: in a row factored into it, I think?
2: I don't know. I, I didn't thought not read I saw, the whole thing. I,
1: I, say, I thought he said I was monitoring their season, and then they lost the three in a row.
2: All right, Ron. It was very nice to talk sports with you, perhaps, for the last time. Isn't that sad? Oh, we got we three, might get back to we
1: it. We got three hours yet to go.
2: I know, but we got people lining up here. We have all kinds of things happening. I'm a little nervous about that. The 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge. Route 19, Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from the Baseball Card Castle in Cranberry. Contests run every Wednesday through Friday at noon at the 937thefan.com contesting page. Coming up next, an old friend, Ron. Another old friend.
1: I've gotten a lot, man. I told you I'm leaving a lot behind here.
2: I think you're really going to enjoy hearing from this fine man. And that'll be next. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. High of 58 today with mostly cloudy skies and a low tonight of 28. All right. Last I heard, there's a rather big football game happening in Vegas on Sunday. And FanDuel's all over it in partnership with Valley Forge. Perfect way for everyone to get in on the Super Bowl 58 action with a no-sweat same-game parley. When you bet on Super Bowl 58 on FanDuel, one game can mean a lot of wins. America's number one sportsbook has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. Now, I'm still looking at this one half yards over under on Brock Purdy. When you look a little more deeply into that, most of his games he was under. But the last two he's been over, and I think as the games get bigger, that's instructive. A quarterback is more inclined to take chances and run. I'm going over. But you can build your own SGP or use one already in the system at FanDuel. And you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. You'll get bonus bets back if your SGP doesn't win. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Starkey if you don't already have an account. Make every moment more with FanDuel. An official Sportsbook partner of the NFL, 21-plus, present in Pennsylvania. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 829-7711. That's 829-7711.